Welcome to the Building the Elite podcast, where we discuss the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of human performance within military special operations by looking at the principles that can help anyone thrive in chaotic and challenging environments. During my time in special operations selection, we used a lot of little phrases to keep moving forward and stay focused on what we needed to do. Quit tomorrow was a common one, and we've already done a popular episode on that. Another useful one was that the hardest part of the day is getting out of bed. It was one of those inside joke types of lingo that served as shorthand for a lot of other things. I remember gathering in front of the barracks at 4 or 5 in the morning for muster. Muster is roll call, where they count people and ensure everyone is there and ready to go. And we'd be greeting friends in the darkness. This phrase was a common part of that greeting. Most of your day in soft selection is designed to hurt. Selection uses physical, mental, and emotional stress to filter for a particular resilient personality type. The cold water, the sand, the running, the burpees, all of it is a way to see what's inside your head. The assessment doesn't even really begin until you're at your physical limit, because that's when you start to see who people are. This means that when you're standing there at whatever ungodly hour of the morning, getting ready to start the day, you're looking at a whole lot of unpleasantness before it's over. A single day might entail 10 to 15 miles of running, mostly in a uniform with a rucksack, two miles of open ocean swimming, obstacle courses, sprints up and down sand berms, and if you're really lucky, you get to do those while dragging or carrying your swim buddy. And in between that, you'll be doing endless burpees, push-ups, and flutter kicks, most of it while soaking wet and covered in sand. And yet, standing there in front of the barracks, getting ready for the day, one of our most common ways of answering the how you doing question was to respond that at least the worst part of the day was already over. This seems like an odd perspective, but sometimes the hardest part of an ordeal is simply taking the first step. A surprising amount of the quitting and soft selection courses happens in the lulls, not during the intense, shouty-yelly, Rambo-on-the-beach moments that make for good TV. People often quit on Monday morning, after having a break all weekend, or in the evening after dinner, when they're finally done for the day. These restful moments are fertile soil for rumination. Often expand our focus and consider how long and painful the entire course will be. Staying focused on the immediate moment is easier when we're in a vicious beatdown. We don't think any further than getting through one more set of push-ups or focusing everything on finishing out one more sprint. This is the mental skill of segmenting, and learning to utilize it during training is critical. When that acute stress is gone, you're more free to let your mind wander. And as the scope of our attention expands outward, we go from doing the next right thing to mentally carrying the weight of everything. So getting out of bed doesn't just feel like taking the blankets off and getting on your feet. It feels like choosing to do everything that the day will hold all at once. It's deciding to do all the runs, swims, beatdowns, and impossible room inspections that you'll be doing for the next several months. And it can be a hard decision, especially at that moment. The first step of that long journey is getting out of a warm, dry, peaceful bed, putting on boots and a uniform that are probably still damp with salt water from the day before, 
and accepting everything that will come next. Once you've made that decision, you've created forward movement. Once you have that, it's just a matter of keeping the momentum going one small step at a time. There are lots of metaphors for this. For instance, there's a common misconception that rockets burn 90% of their fuel getting the first inch off the ground. That's not true. They burn fuel at a more or less linear rate, but because they're not moving at all at the start of their launch and are only moving slowly as they pass that first inch, they have to burn more fuel to cover that first inch of flight than they will in any other inch by a pretty good margin. So that first inch of movement does come at a much higher cost than anything that follows. And that's what getting out of bed to face a difficult day can feel like. You're starting from a dead standstill. It's a lot easier to feel overwhelmed by the big picture of things rather than by focusing on just the immediate task in front of you. And getting past that first tiny part of the overall journey takes more energy than any other small moment in time after you've built up some momentum. There are also practical considerations to this. Your morning routine and a soft selection is very tightly coupled meaning that a problem or delay in one thing will affect everything else. Sleep is your drug during selection. You're constantly exhausted and need as much deep sleep and recovery as possible. So you don't want to get up needlessly early, but you also need to give yourself enough time to shake off the sleep inertia and prepare for the day without doing the panicked fly-to-the-bumblebee thing throughout your room to get your stuff together without being late. So if you sleep in or delay getting out of bed for five minutes, it has a few implications. First, the time you spent hitting the snooze button and lingering in bed is not nearly as restorative as if you had just stayed deeply asleep that whole time and then gotten straight out of bed after one alarm. Setting your alarm 10 minutes later is not the same thing as staying in bed and praying for a time machine for 10 minutes. Second, there's the tight coupling thing. You've probably got a lot of things to do in a small amount of time when you wake up. Brushing your teeth, hygiene stuff, packing whatever gear you need for the day, doing gear checks, topping off your water, eating something, maybe doing a little bit of movement or mobility work so that you don't feel like the tin man when you start moving. Moving calmly through that routine with enough mental bandwidth to ensure everything is together sets the tone for the rest of the day. You don't have to rush frantically through the first part of your morning. So you're confident that you're not missing a critical piece of gear, you've given yourself some time to wake up, and you're already in the groove of being in control of yourself and your decisions. In contrast, if you sleep in, that 10 minutes of mediocre rest where you're probably just thinking about everything you dread about the coming day cuts into your morning routine. That time you spend in bed worrying is a form of rumination, passively dwelling on negative thoughts and it's extremely unhelpful in selection. It's putting yourself into a negative mental spiral before you've even gotten out of your room. You're also setting the tone of your day by starting with passive coping, dealing with a challenge by avoiding it rather than immediately getting up and facing what you have to do. So you start the day behind on everything and have to scramble to get out of the door and not be late. When you get out of bed immediately, you demonstrate the psychological concept of an internal locus of control. Locus of control describes the extent to which people believe they have control over the events that affect their lives. People with an internal locus of control believe that their actions directly influence the outcomes of events. 
while those with an external locus attribute outcomes to external factors. When you have an external locus of control, life happens to you. You're a passive bystander, helplessly watching from the sidelines of your own life and complaining about the score. We reinforce an internal locus of control by choosing to get out of bed on time each morning. This choice sends a powerful message. I am in control of my day. You're doing something hard when nobody is making you because you are in charge of your destiny and path in life. It's a small step, but it builds momentum in the right direction and helps to make every other small step throughout the day easier. This also relates to concepts from Stoic philosophy, a school of thought born in Athens in the early 3rd century BC. Stoics found tranquility in accepting the world as it is, not how we wish it would be. They focused on what was within their control and shrugged off what was not. In this sense, getting out of bed is a decision firmly in our grasp, setting the tone for our entire day. Consider Marcus Aurelius, a Roman emperor and one of the most prominent Stoic philosophers. Aurelius often reflected on our responsibilities to society and ourselves, asserting that humans are meant for action and contribution. He believed that we should rise each morning, no matter the difficulties, ready to contribute and fulfill our role. As Aurelius wrote, At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into the world to do? Or is this what I was created for, to huddle under the blankets and stay warm? Another Stoic, Epictetus, was a former slave who became one of the most influential philosophers in history. Central to his teachings was the notion that some things are up to us, they are within our control, and some things are not. They are outside our control. Our opinions, desires, aversions, and choices are within our control. This encompasses our internal world, our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and actions. For instance, our control lies in how we react to events, how we choose to perceive them, and what judgments we form about them. Things outside of our control are the external events and outcomes of the world. This includes the actions of others, the course of events, and the natural world. For instance, we can't control the weather, the words and actions of others, or the general course of world events. This dichotomy is more than just a philosophical concept. It's a practical guide to living a contented life. By clearly understanding and accepting what's within our control and what's not, we can free ourselves from unnecessary distress and focus our energy and attention on things that we can influence. This brings us back to the act of getting out of bed. The actual choice to rise, swing our legs over the side of the bed, and stand up is within our control. Whether we greet it with enthusiasm or dread, our attitude toward the day is also within our control. However, what the day brings, whether it rains or shines, whether we face unexpected challenges at work or home, how much sand is in our pants while we do burpees on the beach for failing the impossible-to-pass room inspection, are all external events that mostly lie outside of our direct control. By recognizing this dichotomy, we can approach the day with clarity. 
We won't waste emotional energy fretting over things we can't change, and instead, we can invest our time and effort into areas where we can make a difference. Our attitudes, reactions, and decisions. The power of Epictetus' dichotomy of control lies in its ability to do several things. The first is to reduce anxiety. We reduce unnecessary stress and anxiety by not agonizing over things beyond our control. It also increases focus. We become more effective and focused by concentrating on what we can influence. It can boost resilience. When faced with challenges, we can more easily bounce back because we recognize that many outcomes are simply outside our control. And it helps us to cultivate a state of contentment. Accepting the natural course of events, rather than arguing with reality, can lead to a deeper sense of peace and contentment. Seneca, a prominent Stoic philosopher, playwright, and statesman, often delved into the human condition, our reactions to life's challenges, and how to live a good life in the face of adversity. He believed that life is filled with hardships and challenges, and the only way to navigate them with poise is by mentally anticipating and preparing for them. Seneca's philosophy around this concept could be broken down into a few main tenets. The first is mental rehearsal, also known as premeditatio malorum. This is the premeditation of evils, or the practice of visualizing adverse scenarios. By mentally rehearsing potential hardships, setbacks, and misfortunes, we can diminish their emotional impact when they occur. We can apply this technique to our morning routine. By anticipating the inertia and reluctance that we might feel upon waking, we prepare ourselves to confront and overcome that hesitancy, making the act of rising more intentional and less reactionary. When planning your morning, account for how tired you will feel when your alarm goes off. Remind yourself that this is normal and natural. You're supposed to feel that way. It's part of the process, and that feeling doesn't have to keep you from doing what needs to be done. The second tenet is growth through challenges. Seneca believed that adversity was not just something to be endured, but that it could also be a teacher. Difficulties and challenges can strengthen our character, build resilience, and provide opportunities for personal growth. By facing each day head-on, starting with the decision to get out of bed, we embrace the opportunity to strengthen and develop our character, much like Seneca believed adversity could shape and refine us. And lastly, we have the idea of focus on the controllable. Much like Epictetus's dichotomy of control, Seneca emphasized the value of focusing on our reactions and attitudes, which are within our control, rather than getting distressed over external events, which are not. The choice to rise, face the day, and set a positive tone is entirely within our control. Much like Seneca's teachings, we can approach the day with a sense of control and agency by focusing on this controllable aspect of our morning. Shifting gears slightly, let's delve into the psychological concept of stress anticipation. Stress can loom large in our minds, and the potential stressors lying in wait throughout our day might make getting out of bed seem much more daunting than it truly is. Sometimes our minds magnify these stressors, making us perceive them as mountains when they're really just molehills. This is part of the rumination problem, and why so many people quit during soft selection during their downtime. People generally respond to stress in two primary ways, passive and active coping. 
Passive coping might involve avoidance or denial, hoping problems will go away on their own, while active coping involves taking direct action to alleviate stress and solve problems. In other words, active coping is making problems go away by solving them, and passive coping is trying to deal with problems by avoiding or ignoring them. An increased sympathetic stress response in the immediate moment often marks active coping. Active copers tend to have stress-is-enhancing mindsets around stress and use their stress response to help them overcome challenges. They don't view stress as a bad thing to be avoided. They use it to their advantage. While this increases the acute sympathetic response, it is also associated with increased diurnal cortisol variability. There's a higher response while dealing with a tough situation, but then a lower stress response afterward and throughout the day at baseline. This means that those who cope actively tend to sleep deeper, recover more effectively, and engage better with challenges. In contrast, passive coping produces a flatter diurnal pattern, a gray zone of energy that's never very high but never very restful. Herein lies a significant aspect of our morning struggle. Choosing to get out of bed, to face the day head-on, is a prime example of active coping. It's about tackling the day's challenges instead of hiding under the covers. So, the early morning, when you're contemplating whether to get up or hit the snooze button, is the first test of your active coping and your first chance to build momentum for the day. Now, let's examine another related concept. Albert Bandura's self-efficacy theory. Bandura proposed that our belief in our abilities powerfully influences our thoughts, actions, and emotional states. Getting out of bed becomes less difficult if you're confident in your ability to handle the day's challenges. This theory dovetails nicely with stoicism, which also underlines our capability to manage life's difficulties through rational thought and emotional control. With self-efficacy, we have the self-belief to confront and overcome adversity. We're not helpless pawns, but active players capable of shaping our day. And it all begins the moment we decide to get out of bed. We briefly touched on how our propensity for active versus passive coping affects the nature of our stress response and our attitude towards stress itself. We should elaborate on that for a moment because it's an important concept related to resilience under stress and being successful in difficult things like soft selection courses. Your perspective on stress can significantly influence how you handle it. The concept of stress mindset posits that viewing stress as a challenge instead of a threat changes your mindset. Seeing your day as a series of challenges to overcome rather than threats to avoid can make getting out of bed easier and set a positive tone for the day. This aligns with the stress is enhancing mindset, which is associated with active coping behaviors, healthier stress management, and greater resilience. The opposite view holds that stress is debilitating and should be avoided. It's associated with weaker sympathetic responses to obstacles, flatter diurnal circadian rhythms, and impaired recovery. So if you see the effort necessary to get out of bed and face your day as a bad thing that you should avoid, you're likely to be looking at the world through a negative or stress-is-debilitating stress mindset and suffering the negative consequences to your health and resilience as a result. Mindfulness, the practice of being fully present and engaged in the current moment, 
also plays a role in our morning routine. Mindfulness can be defined as the non-judgmental attention to present moment experiences, and it's the basis of any form of mental skill that supports resilience. In other words, mindfulness is taking a step back and looking at your thoughts and feelings without emotionally reacting to what you find. This involves several different processes, all of which are important for success in soft selection. This includes attentional control, emotional regulation, and self-awareness. Those who score higher on measures of mindfulness tend to report lower levels of perceived stress. They also show changes in the structure and function of different brain regions involved in cognition, emotional control, and stress reactivity. As with many things related to resilience, this involves a paradox. Embracing suffering makes us less prone to suffering. One of the main theories around how mindfulness works is that by exposing ourselves to difficult emotions like distress, fear, or anger, and being willing to experience them, we can separate our sense of identity from those emotions and regulate them more effectively. We learn to feel those intense emotions without getting caught up in or controlled by them. They become passing weather. In other words, embracing difficult experiences and being open to what's happening in our heads when we do makes us better at handling hard things. In contrast, running away from pain or discomfort can create a sense of numbness, making us more vulnerable and less able to manage hardship. Instead of reluctantly dragging ourselves out of bed, we can make the act of getting out of bed a mindful one. We acknowledge our initial discomfort and reluctance, accept it without judgment, and choose to get up anyway. Doing this makes waking up a conscious and intentional act, not just a reaction to the alarm. Mindfulness also has an interesting connection to Stoicism. Both teach acceptance and focusing on the present making the most of now instead of dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. As we rise from our beds, we're not just physically getting up. We're also mentally and emotionally preparing ourselves for the day ahead and actively choosing the perspective that we'll take as we do so. All of this brings us back to a group of soft candidates standing in the courtyard outside of their barracks, getting ready to face another day in a course designed to put them through some of the most difficult moments of their lives. When we'd say good morning, check in with each other, and say that at least the hardest part of the day was already over, it was only partially a joke. It was also a way of acknowledging the weight of the decision that we'd made. At least on some level, we knew the many implications of that one decision, that it was a microcosm for many other things. It shaped not just the type of day we were about to have, but the types of people we were becoming. That's all for today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really makes a difference and helps others discover our podcast. And if you think someone you know might enjoy this episode, please share it with them. To learn more about training for special operations or elite tactical fields, please visit our website, buildingtheelite.com. There you can find many free resources for anyone interested in doing hard things well and training options for a wide range of careers, from special operations prep to civilians looking to be more fit, capable, and resilient. 
On our site, you can find free training guides that help you understand the preparation process for various soft selection courses. We have a free profile tool that will analyze your individual performance data, compare it to the standards needed to succeed in your chosen selection course, and highlight your limiting factors so you know what to prioritize in your training. We also have training programs that address the full spectrum of performance development, from physical to mental, and include daily mental skill practices to help train the mental and emotional skills necessary to excel in challenging careers.